Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome to another Britflix.com Fright Fest preview podcast. Please, can you introduce yourself? Guest number two. Hi, Stuart. I'm uh, Eduard Schultz. I'm the director and made the story of The Entity. It's a Peruvian horror movie. Okay. Do you want to give us a, a brief synopsis of what it's about? Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's a group of four film students that decide to make a documentary about these uh, reaction videos that are on the internet, you know, reaction videos there, uh, they watch at sometimes terrible things that you can't, uh, you can't watch, like suicides or something like this, or something that is funny or something that is really gross. And they record the reactions. Uh, the, two, the, two they girl, s- the two girls, one cup springs to mind. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's a good example. Yeah, absolutely. Go, go on, sorry. Yeah, and uh, they start to, to analyze these reaction videos and they found this horrible reaction of, of, of uh, a couple of guys reacting to a video and they decide they don't, don't, don't get what they're, they're looking at. So they decide, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's check what they, let's investigate and found what they are looking for. And they discover this supernatural horror, um, Revenge, okay, from uh, ancient Peru. Okay, that's, okay. that's um, more or less the the synopsis, you know. Okay, so when and where can people see it at Fright Fest? Absolutely, they are going to be in the Fright Fest in the Discovery Screen Two. This is going to be the Friday, twenty eighth of August, three thirty p.m., and it's the Europe uh, premiere. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, you you. You said before we started the podcast, you, you've got the story credit as well as directing this movie. So, do you yes. want to give us where the what was the um, what was the trigger that gave you this idea for a movie? Uh, you know, I I I normally direct animation, but I love I love horror. This uh, this is a little bit strange because I already direct six animation movies, but my I have a big uh, crush on, on horror, so. I have I take vacations and I decide in summer to okay I'm going to write a, a, this story and I start I have this idea of this uh, a torture a girl 
that it's an indigenous girl tortured in the by the Spanish in the okay. colonial when they conquer you know Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have this idea, like only this, only this, and I leave it for years. And I decided, okay, this is time to make a, a background of all of this and, and grow from there. I didn't say anything about reaction videos in that in that time. Yeah. Um, but I start to read a lot about about the dark the the the, the dark web the yeah, 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 the, deep yeah. web, the deep web you know yeah, and yeah, yeah. it was so interesting it was so interesting I so it was like like something really really dark really really hidden and it was um, I start reading stories of course I I get in the in the in the deep web. Uh, one time with a friend, and uh, the the real thing is it was not very impressive. It's like any other web, but with terrible content that I didn't get in that terrible content. <laughs> uh, because I'm I, I don't like that stuff. But, and but I think this is a great mix that we can make. You know, technology and and history because it's really known that uh, Spanish. Uh, Conquerors kill a lot of Indi Indians uh, to 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 have them as slaves, and and there's a lot of history of that here in Peru. Okay. And I think this is perfect. I'm going to make this story real, and and this is um, this is how the this entity is going to return via the dark web. And, and I think that works, and I, I like the story, and I start writing the story, and more or less it starts like this. Yes. Brilliant! No, that's a that's a neat way and a, and a, and, a, and, a, and a good insight into the the nature of how a, how a, the germ of an idea starts, and yeah. it starts to attract other things, and they're not they're not always the first things you think of. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So how did how did you go from your sort of story idea to your screenwriter taking taking it into a screenplay form? Uh, I know this guy that is Sandro Ventura for for, for for some years. He's a known screenwriter and director here in Peru. Okay. Um, I I start working with him. I give him all the story. I tell him the story. I have a lot of details, some uh, notes that I have, and I basically tell tell the story like like I tell the story to to a, a movie of you have just seen, and he make the the the, the screenwriter he make the, the the script I'm sorry, and uh, we work a lot we work like three months uh, in the nights because I have uh, I have to 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 direct uh, animation and. But basically, he take the, the he take the wheel on that. He take the wheel on the screenwriting. I basically tell the story that I have in my mind, and I work details. Uh, we we develop characters. Uh, we develop the the background story, some B stories. But it was very straightforward and really fast. We make this movie uh, in exactly in a year, and. Wow. When I start with the story and we release it one year later, mm -hmm. and it was really, really fast, really fast. Uh, but, but I leave really the screen, the, the script to, to to him, to him. That's that's one thing that I that I like to a, a good screenwriter that is experienced. 
take the the wheel and make make, make his work. Of course, there's revisions and all this stuff, but this is normally the, how how it worked, you know. What was what was the hardest challenge to resolve in terms of the storytelling? Uh, uh, to to make believable, really to make believable, to to mix something that is in in the 16 in the 15th century, in the 16th century, and uh, combined with dark web and internet technology to, to make it believable. Okay. Just, yeah, I, I think that that was my main concern because there were kids studying in a university that is, uh, and the actors are, they are very good at improvising. So it was easy to, to, to make believable characters, working with the actors and that stuff. It was, it was really, really a good experience. So I think the, the, the most uh, challenging it was that, mixing that. For me at the beginning, even when I was thinking about the story, I think that this that doesn't match to, to good. You know, something of the colonial time in Peru goes to an, a dark web. For me at the beginning, doesn't match. But we, we have the script and everything, I think it, it worked. Brilliant, brilliant. No, that's really interesting. Um, so when you when you get to making the movie, and you say you had a fast timeline, um, during that pre-production phase, which aspects of the shoot seemed the most difficult and what were the breaks you got to get through it? I think the most difficult is a 3D stereoscopic movie. Wow, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not... We didn't uh, did it with a with a 3D rig that, uh, but we did with a camera with lock with lock lenses. So we have um, we have uh, these zoom lenses that I can't remember exactly from which what was the the range of the lenses right now. But we have a lot of complications because of uh, because it's a, it's a found footage. We have this extra that the the, the planes is the, the the shots is not to be exactly with some millimeter in mind, you know? Okay. And because if it's a 3D movie, it's a, it's a 3D lock lens, when we have a, a normal close-up shot, we need to, to have uh, the guy, the camera, really far away and with, um, with, with the zoom really at, the, at maximum. And we have this, this kind of complication because we want to make a stereoscopic movie. Uh, but the stereo went fantastic. It was the camera, the test of the camera was amazing. On location and on the test at the beginning, in pre-production, the test of the camera was a lot of problem there. Uh, of course, we have a lot of problems with the visual effects because it was stereoscopic, because um, we need to, to make the, 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 the left and right eye uh, work perfectly. But I think technically we have this this the stereoscopic issue was the the biggest one. But okay. at the end, the stereoscopic went fantastic. It really was amazing fantastic. because it, it wasn't a post stereo. It was at the camera has two lenses, so that was fantastic. Wow! Wow! You didn't make it easy for yourself then. <laughs> no, no, I I don't know. Why. I was so excited. I think okay, let's go stereoscopic that movie. And because I, I'm fond of stereoscopic, I know a lot of for horror is not uh, is not too appealing. I know that because yeah. I don't like horror movies to be stereoscopic. But I, <laughs> that's strange, you know. But I want to to make it stereoscopic because the one thing that is very important is the two D version. You don't 
you don't miss the, the stereoscopic. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was planned from the beginning from that. Okay, one question I forgot to ask you was, um, in, in the start was, of a ratio of 50-50, if, if, if that's equal scares to equal gross, what's the, what's the ratio of your movie? Where are we? Um, well, I, I, I'm the, the worst person, I think, because I'm the director. I have seen it so many times. I think it's, it's gross. I think it's gross. There's a lot of blood. And I think it scares. But at, one thing that I think is very important, I believe, because I'm saying belief, and I think a lot because I'm the director. I'm not objective, you know? Sure, sure, but, sure. I think the people connects to the story that I think is the, the is the most important for me. Uh, the reaction of the public is the, the of the of the audience when we release it here in Peru. It was very good. The people uh, scares and and they connect to the story. And there was some gross stuff that the people were reacting very well. I mean, very well for the for the <laughs> being the director. Very well. Uh, to, to what we want to achieve. I, I, it's very difficult for me to answer in a percentage, but I think it's gross because there's blood, there's stuff like uh, people react very, very, very good. Yeah, and I I'm scared, but, but my main concern was the story. I, I try to make the, the people connect to the story. That, that was my... What, that was what I'm, I'm trying to do, you know. Is there any way you can hint at any key moments in the scene, in the film that you've been looking forward to seeing a Fright Fest audience reaction to? Uh, the key moments, yes. I love the deaths. I love the deaths. Okay. Uh, how the deaths are done, uh, I really like that. Um, I, I, I hope the reaction will be what why I try to to. To, to create or try to to communicate to the to the public to the audience, but I think the deaths are fine. I think the deaths are interesting for this uh, you know independent Peruvian movie. I think it's going to be interesting. Now, for for a, for, a, for the UK audience who, who are largely the people going to be listening to this podcast, what's what's the tradition of horror movie making in Peru? Is the, is there a rich vein of it, or is or is it kind of off the wall? In, in. It's really, it's really starting. There's a lot of tradition in, in a, not in Lima, you know, that is the capital, but yeah, in yeah. outside Lima, there's a lot of horror movies, but this uh, is really difficult because is uh, there's no film schools in, out, not not important or 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 known film schools outside of Lima, so it's very very. Uh, home home quality, you know, okay. very home quality regarding story, regarding uh, uh, cinematography, regarding directing. Everything is very homemade, but there's a lot, and the public is incredible. They're, they're, they went to, to, they go to see these movies, but in the last five years, it starts to, to make a lot of, of horror movies, and now we're having like two to three horror movies a year that for here is huge, it's huge having that kind of, of, uh, of horror movies. This year, we're, we're going to have three movies, three horror movies. I'm, when I mean three, it's uh, in the commercial, commercial area. Then it's going to be theatrical released. Brilliant, brilliant. So, so it'll be in the Peruvian cinemas then? Yes, Peruvian cinemas, and yes, yes, and the, and the entity is 
in Ecuador and Bolivia and Colombia too. It's, oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a, a surprise, really a surprise. And yeah, it's fantastic. We're really happy with what is happening. And in Europe, I know that it's happening something, but I, I'm not yet informed. But Fair enough. Well, no, I've, noticed, I've noticed that Cannes Film Festival the last couple of years, there's been the uh, the Blood Window group of people who te- who sort of bring in together sort of horror films coming out of the across South America, aren't they? Yes, we're in Blood Window that is going to be in in Chile this year. Oh, yeah, okay. we're invited. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and we're invited in I think in Sitges in Brigadun too. Yes. Oh, you'll be you'll be you'll be at home at Sitges. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, we like to ask everybody who comes on the... Uh, in fact, before we do that, just remind everybody, when can people see The Entity? Yes, it's, this, uh, it's uh, Friday, 28 August, 3.30pm. It's in Discovery Screen 2, and it's the Europe premiere. Fantastic. The Entity. Fantastic. Now, Britflix, we always like to ask people to recommend us a film, so it seems fitting to ask you to recommend us a British horror movie that you like, and tell us a bit about why. Well, uh, 28 days later, it was fantastic. I love this movie. It's the the mood, the the atmosphere that it was created is fantastic. It's, uh, it's, it's a movie that I love. I love a lot of movies, but one thing that I come in my mind right now is this one, yes. Yeah, no, that's a very British horror movie. Uh, is, there, is there an official release date yet in terms of Europe beyond it showing at Fright Fest and, and Sitches? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You being a commercial, yeah, release, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as if I know that we have three deals, but uh, three or four deals, but uh, I don't know dates yet. Okay, but, but it's going to be. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I presume we can put like a website link up or something with the show notes that people can follow news about the film if they wanted to. Uh, we have the the Facebook, uh, yeah, that's like it, yeah. that. That is in Spanish. That we publish some some uh, some some news. There is Lainty that that is in Spanish. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, look, Eduardo, thank you very much for making time to come and talk to us on the Britflix podcast. And fantastic. Thank you very much, Stuart. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.